Good morning, everyone. I'm gonna get started with some slices uh, from last week. Um, please pay, pay very close attention. This week, I had a lot of questions from expire listings. Uh, uh, what would the, uh, the strategy and would it be worth it working with expires? I have my own thinking about expires. I want your feedback as well. Also, uh, there are a lot of new agents getting their license. So questions, two questions. One question came from, okay, what's the best way or what, what do I need to consider in order to join a company? And I have two one-on-one -on -one sessions, actually one one-on-one -on -one session with one of my long-term clients um, and another one that just paid for the consultation because uh, this person was thinking about moving from one eight, uh, company to another company. And I want to explain to you exactly because this person said to me, you know, this half an hour, this last 10 minutes, what you just said to me, paid for the whole consultation. So I want to explain to you how I work with top agents and what they have to consider uh, when they're negotiating with their existing broker or if you want to, if they want to go to another broker. So I'm going to go give you those three things today, working with expires, finding a new company for new agents and experienced agents as well. Okay, so let's get into it. As always, any questions you have, please do not stop. Put it right here in the chat and I'll answer your questions. Let me give you a thought about expires, all right? Let me start right here. Very, very important, especially today. Let me start with the same question that I ask every single week, which is this one. How many open houses do you do this week? If you're not doing at least two, two open houses, ideally three open houses, open houses per week, you're losing the most effective and cheapest way of getting a seller's lead. Do you want seller's leads? There are many ways through email, social media, online and offline marketing, but nothing, nothing compared to open houses. So you need to be doing at least two open houses per week, ideally three, three open houses per week. In most parts of the country, open houses are already happening every single weekend, especially right here in South Florida. I see a lot of them in Miami Beach, a lot of them in Miami Beach. We're in an area, for those of you who are not from South Florida, we're in an area called Coral Gables. A lot of uh, open houses during the week and during the weekend as well. Remember, open houses, if you know how to do them, you are going to see results, right? So if you don't know how to do open houses, go back and last week we talked about that, go back into our library and look for the open house workshop, I'm sorry, open house guide, the four steps to doing a successful open house in order to get seller's lead. That being said, let's continue right here. Let's talk about this right here, why Spire listings? And I wanna give you five points why expired listings are so important, right? So number one, they have a shorter selling cycle. What does that mean? Expired listings, very simple. They are leads already. They are ready to sell, most of them, right? Most of them also are already educated about the market, right? When you get a new listing, buy, uh, sellers have very, very high expectations, all right? Uh, they don't know exactly what's happening in the market, and they usually think their property is worth more than what the market is willing to pay. That is usually not the case for expired listings. Again, there are always exceptions. Again, there are not always buyers, sellers that have the right mindset when they want to take action. That is in every single business. But understand that the most flexible people in general are expired listings, right? Well, what happens is they usually become more humble. 
they've been haven't been able to sell their property for that same reason they're more open to new possibilities the beautiful thing about expired listings is that guys you don't have to find the lead they are the leads how much are they costing you zero zero to reach out to them got it so very 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 important that you focus on working with expired listings you want to identify leads that's what we pay for via email via social media online a lot an offline uh, marketing to identify somebody who is thinking about selling guess what expired listings are telling you i need to sell i need help some of them are still a little bit you know re reluctant to working with real estate agents but most of them are already a little bit more humble they're market savvy and they're open to new possibilities. So my question to you is right now, are you focusing on expired listings? And if not, what is the number one reason and what's the reason you are not focusing on expired listings? Those are real leads, right? So very, they're not thinking about selling in the future. They are not considering selling in the future. They are on the market. They want to sell. They might not have had a good experience with the previous agent. Again, they are open to new possibilities. So what is, if I ask you right now, guys, what is the number one reason you are not working with expired listings or what is your number one challenge with expired listings? What is it? What is it? Because even whether, it doesn't really matter if you're new, if you're experienced, or if you're a top producer, nothing is stopping you from working with expired listings. So please, if you can share with me right now, what would be the number one reason you're not working with expired listings or what is the number one challenge you have with expired listings? Because I, I'll give you another very, very good thing about expires is that you choose the people you wanna work with, but not only that, you choose the market. You say, I can go, for example, if we're here in Miami and we have agents across the nation, but I can say, I wanna work with people in Coral Gables. I wanna work with people in South Beach. I wanna work with people in Mid Beach, North Beach, Sony Alps, Ball Harbor, right? I wanna work with people in Weston. It doesn't really matter. I pick my market and I pick the people that I wanna work with, all right? So what's stopping you right now from working with expired listings? So imagine working with expired listings, doing your open houses in a weekly basis, two, ideally three. It's just a matter of a little bit of time where you start getting traction, where you start getting the leads. Here's the thing, guys. A lot of agents, a lot of a lot of agents are trying to reinvent the wheel, right? And I've seen those very quote unquote sophisticated softwares that people from other companies, they're not even real estate agents, they're not brokers, they've never sold a property in their life, and they're trying to sell you a software that identifies the people that are most likely to move in the next 12, uh, to a 24 uh, month or 12 months because those people supposedly bought something in Target or in Walmart or somewhere, right? And that because of that, they are more likely to move because they're gonna have a kid. That's just, just, listen, I'm not saying that doesn't work. What I'm saying is why go through all that hassle, right? Of buying a software, trying to get the lead that supposedly bought something that supposedly means that they're going to take action. When you have the expires right here in front of you, it's just so simple. And how much is that costing you? Zero. Orlando. 
Just one second, I'll be right with you, Maria. And so, and by the way, I'm not saying those softwares, one more time, they don't work, but why go the extra mile? Why pay more for those things when you have them in front of you? Now, the important thing, most agents do not reach out to expire listings because of the lack of market knowledge and sales skills. Of course, they're intimidated, okay, about talking to somebody they don't know just for the simple fact that they don't know how to communicate their market knowledge because most agents don't have it. They don't know how to pre-qualify. They don't have a system to follow up, much less a presentation that lasts less than five minutes. They don't know how to handle objections and how to close. But if we have those skills, we have all the confidence in the world to communicate our value to those expires. Maria, go ahead, please. Oh, yes, I'd like to take advantage of this session. And uh, uh, yes, you just said the reasons we don't have the knowledge of the market. So uh, fortunately, I've been watching my market for now three weeks in a row. And it's, it's enlightening me now. Now it's when I'm, I'm starting to understand why you recommend this. Because when you see a, a new bug on the market or uh, cancel or everything, you, you start to understand why. Mm -hmm. I have this, uh, this market I choose uh, and it has 18 expired. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons is that I saw like 500 days mm -hmm. on, on market. Mm -hmm. So it's like overwhelming. Why didn't these properties get sold? Maybe it's a picky owner or the property, maybe it's like uh, in, in bad condition. So when, when you don't know, when you don't trust yourself how to advise this owner, maybe you, you get scared to contact them and with nothing to offer. Right, and Jose has the same question, right? What's the best way to approach the unexpired listing? So very important, first and foremost, before we approach them, both questions, both questions from you and Jose are very similar, right? First and foremost, we need to understand the market, which is exactly what you're doing, right? Six things we need to know, very basic. We need to know, we cannot, we should know more, but there are six very important things. We know that, right? Number of properties for sale, average price, average price per square foot, highest, lowest for sale, and days on the market. The current ones for sale. We also need to know the properties, the same information for the properties that sold within the last six months. Got it? And then, fortunately, expires, there are not that many. In your, in your case, in your market, Maria, right now it's 18 properties. So part of our expertise, right, and developing those skills and that knowledge, it's going very deep into analyzing all those 18 properties, all of them. Okay, what is it? How many days were they in the market, right? Were they overpriced, right? And then understanding not only the condition of the expired listings in your area, but also the properties for sale and recently sold with the six things that I gave you. So when you reach out to that person, hi, Maria, how you doing? My name is Orlando Montiel, and I noticed that you've been trying to sell your property for the last six months, right? By the way, I have a technique that explains in five steps what to do exactly if you have not sold your property in the last 90 days. And I'll be more than uh, glad to share uh, that with you. All I need is an email, but face-to-face -face on an email uh, 
uh, an email address to send it to you. You can either call them if you have the system. There are many systems, all right, for expires, or you can knock on their door. There are only 18 of them. Got it? Or if you have it in your email database, you send them an email. So you can knock on their door. You can call them if you have uh, Red X, which is one of them. And there are many. Just go. I don't, I don't want to mention one specific one because there are many ones, uh, many expire listing uh, services, right? Just go expire listing uh, softwares and you're going to find many. Most of them work. It's just they have the information. Got it? Uh, so email, knock on their door. There are, many, there are very few. And finally, what? Call them. There are only 18. By the way, what do you think, Maria, it's going to happen? Or Jose, what do you think that the first time you reach out to them is going to happen? They're going to give you the listing? No. <laughs> right? <laughs> do they know who you are? Probably not. They don't know who I am. <laughs> right? So it's just all about the frequency and consistency. The first time they see you, they're going to be a little bit upset. And that's a beautiful thing about op having open houses, right? So I know you're an expired person. Because if your work in expires, you, should, you already found your area, right? So if you have a listing in that area, it is even more easier. That's what I say. You need to do at least two to three open houses every week. Hey, Maria, how you doing? This is Orlando Montiel. I'm a real estate agent. I have that property for sale. And we're hoping an open house today at 123 Main Street. I know you've been trying to sell your property. And today, during the open house, we're going to be talking about exactly what are the things, mistakes, owners make when selling their home and exactly what to do if you have not sold your property in the last 90 days. I know you have your property in the market for 183 days, and I know you reduce the price three times, from 478, 300, to 460, 63,900, to 449,900, right? So now when you're, when you're saying that to that person, are you telling them they're an expert? They're seeing that you're an expert, right? And on average, your three threes in this area are selling in 91 days on average. And you've been in the market for 183 days. So if you have the time today, I'd be more than glad to discuss with you exactly what to do if you haven't sold your property in the last 90 days. You see? Now, the first time is, okay, thank you very much. They close the door. You don't see them. That was Wednesday. Saturday, hey, Maria, how you doing? I did the Twilight Open House on Wednesday. Listen, if you're available today, as I mentioned to you last week, I specialize in expired listings. I analyze exactly what happened during that period, and then I give you uh, three to five steps to follow in order to sell your property. If you're interested, I'll be doing the open house on one, two, three mainstream your neighbor. I'll be there for the next two hours. I'm more than glad to discuss with you. Okay, have a nice day. Second that time, what happens? You don't hear from them again. Third time, hey, Maria, how are you? Now they get to know you. But by the way, that happens everywhere, guys, all right? Every single person, every single client you work with, they usually become quote-unquote friends with you before they do a transaction with you, right? Maria, think about your best clients. Your best clients already know you. They're pretty much your friends. But why are, you their friend? why are they their friends? Because you've seen them enough. You've developed that frequency and consistency. So as you can see, it's a very simple step. If you can do open houses, by the way, what happens? Some of you will ask, what about if you don't have a house for selling your, uh, if you don't have a listing? Ask your broker. Go to your broker. First start, identify the properties in your, the, the agents that have properties in the area and you, can, you guys can do open houses together. You can find somebody, if you don't know that, you don't feel comfortable asking an agent that you don't know, go directly to your broker. Hey, Mr. Broker, do you have a couple of houses in, the, in this area? that I can work with and do open houses. Can you put me in contact with that agent? Because of course, 
the broker's you know word will carry weight more weight than your own. Got it? Maria, any anything else? Any 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 other any other question? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, for example, in my case, my broker is not around this area. It's um, it's unusual, but they are not in, in Southwest Kendall. So may I reach another uh, brokerage or something like that? It's going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah, no, if, if, if you go to, to a different company, uh, it's going to be difficult for that company to, to work with you. They're going to try to recruit you. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, so you need to find a, a, a house in that area. It's very, the most powerful tool we all have in this business, more than marketing or for marketing, is their house is the houses they speak by themselves having and a you recommend like going to this expired and offer them an open house yeah you can yeah definitely you can do that yeah by like, the way let's do it for a try course. or something. very good very good point i forgot about mentioning about mentioning that very good point guys expires right and sometimes are doing for sale by owner why that the beautiful thing about the expires are willing to pay the commission so let, let me do an open house for you let me do an open house for the next six weeks all right. If you find a person on your own, you don't have to pay me a penny. If I find them, then you'll do the agreement you have with the previous agent. Got it? Understood? Perfect. So Eddie asks, is, okay, one module, can I find the explanation for those highest and lowest for sale price per square foot, etc.? Module number one, Eddie, right? Module number one, we explain to you exactly how to identify the, the area that is right for you. We explain to you that it's an area usually within a mile of where you live, not where you go to the office. Your office should be within a mile of where you live, three to five miles from where you live, all right? You don't, you don't pick an area according to the office where your broker is. You pick an area according to where you live because you don't go to the office every single day, but you do go to your house, I hope, <laughs> every day. I'm just kidding, every single day, right? So you spend most of the time around the area where you live. Got it? So very important, Eddie. So six, six things, and if you want to write it down, because I always repeat this, it's very, very, very important for everybody, whether they're new or experienced agents, you need to know six things about the one, two, three, four, five bedroom units in your area. The more detailed and the more precise you are, the more you're going to impress your client. So number one, you need to know how many properties are for sale. That's simple, one, two, three, four, five bedroom units. You need to know the average price of those units. Then the average price per square foot. So number one, number of properties for sale. Number two, average price. Number three, average price per square foot. You need to know the highest for sale and the lowest for sale. And finally, days on the market. Ideally, especially if you're working with expires, which is uh, the main topic for today, you need to make sure that you know how the market is behaving and the market trends in the past six months. What questions you need to answer? Exactly the same thing. Property sold, average price for the property sold, average price per square foot, highest, lowest for sale, and days on the market. So go back to module number one, Eddie, where exactly we teach you how to identify the right area and then what information you need to learn in that specific area. Very, very, very good question, all right, guys? So again, expires. I mean, there are so, so many advantages of working with expires. It's, they're ready, man. They're, they're, they identify themselves. They are leads. The thing is, they couldn't sell. So they have a shorter selling cycle. They're ready. Okay, if they get the right offer, they're ready. And here's the beautiful thing. 
they are more ready usually than they were six months ago. Because six months ago, they had a completely different expectation in terms of prices, right? Uh, there is a saying, and, and I'm sorry, it's, it's a little bit vulgar. It's not a nice saying, but you're going to hear it from, from uh, in, in the industry. So I, you, I want you to first hear it from me. So they say, you want to be the what? The first child. That's in real estate. I didn't invent that one, okay? So you want to be the first child, the second wife, the third agent. Why the third agent? Usually because the third agent is not the better agent. Usually the third agent is the one that what? The third agent is the one that gets the right price. That's it. He didn't do anything better than the second or the first one. Is that by the third agent, the owner of the property knows already that his property is overpriced. So that's a beautiful thing about working with expires listings, which by the way, guys, smile a little bit. A little bit because I'm taking a picture. There you go. So, uh, but it's just for for members right here. So here's again. That's the beautiful thing about working with expires. Expires have a much better expectations right now. So love love expire listings. All right. So let's go right here. Let's go to the next one, right here. Let me share with you. Uh, share a screen right here. There we go. Let's see if you have any other questions, make sure you put them in there. So I'm gonna talk, uh, this was a, a question that I got last week and I'm also going to talk about two sessions that I did with uh, expires, uh, with top agents, all right? So how to choose the right company, very important. Uh, the choice can be, before I say that, make sure that this choice, if you're a new agent, can make or break your business, guys. 80%, this is NRA statistics, 80% of new agents won't renew their license. Got it? So within 18 months, they won't renew their license. So if you were doing your uh, course, the pre-licensing course for, with 40 people, right? 36, but yeah, uh, 32 of them won't renew their license. Very, 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 very much. Did I do the math right? All right. So... Make sure you identify the right broker. Most brokers have the swim or sink approach. What does that mean? Brokers just want to recruit. And unfortunately, most new agents think, uh, that, because they come to our offices in Orlando, I have so many brokers interested on me. No, they're not. In, as a new agent, they are not interested on you. What they're interested is in another number, increasing the number. And most brokers do that. Let me get a hundred agents. I know that only 20 out of those hundreds hundred are going just to survive, not even make money, are going to renew their license. So if they can swim and get to shore, great. If not, most of them I know are going to sink. So you need to identify exactly what are the ones that are truly trying to help the agent, all right? So let's talk about that. Mistakes new agents make when choosing a company. By the way, this goes also for, for experienced agents. And for those of you who are top agents, wait, because I'm going to show you exactly what I do with my one-on-ones when they're negotiating with their broker, okay? So stay right here. Number one, right, uh, compensation plan, okay? What you earn is not as important as what you learn in your first year, guys. Very, very, very important. I see so many new agents getting 100% companies. Nothing wrong with 100% companies. There is not a perfect company. There's a perfect company for every agent, right? But no companies for everybody. Got it? But 
going to a hundred percent company, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you want to do as a career, as a business, going to a hundred percent company in your first year, is not the best thing. Now, if you are experienced, if you don't go to the office, if you already generate your own leads, if you know how to convert your leads, right? If you have a program like, like ours and you're already experienced, you don't uh, take advantage of the culture, fine, a hundred percent is okay. So I'm going to the extremes, right? But in your first year, again, it's not as important what you make, right? Uh, what, what you earn as much as what you learn because it's the foundation of your business, right? And that's why many companies out there have our program, right? So they, they need to have a program like ours, our program or somebody else's, all right? But you need to have the right foundation. Let me ask you a question. When you got out of college, Fred out, fresh out of college, were you expecting to make $150,000, $200,000? Of course not, right? When you go into a new, when you open a new business, let's say it's a restaurant, are you thinking about making $150,000 the first year? Of course not. So one of the main mistakes agents make in their first year, two years, is a financial expectation that is not, it doesn't go accordingly with their specialized knowledge on how to generate leads and how to convert those leads. And by the way, market knowledge. So again, the first year, you need to focus on what you learn instead of what you earn. And that's the reality. And I know most real estate agents don't want to hear that because they want to make $100,000, $120,000 within the first year. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's not the most important thing. And the probability, the likelihood of you making $75,000, $120,000 within your first year without the right foundation, it's not that high. And we all know that. If you go into a restaurant business, if you get out of college, you're not going to make a lot of money in your first or second year, right? You need to develop the foundation. In real estate, you need to develop the relationships. You need to develop your market knowledge, your specialized knowledge. You need to learn how to generate leads and how to convert leads. That's why you're here, by the way. So take advantage of our training. Ask as many questions in the forum. Do not miss any of these uh, uh, sessions on Mondays. Interact on the session. We're here to help you through that process, to accelerate that process of getting you to the income that you want and deserve. Number two, not doing the proper research, just going with a friend or relative. Another big mistake, right? So the friend or relative has, has a brokerage company, six or seven people, but they're doing their own thing, right? And yes, they, they, they will get the license to help you, but it's not about being with a friend or a relative. It's, it's about being with somebody that has the structure, that have the operation uh, tools, the administrative tools, the legal assistant that would allow you to, again, have the right foundation in your business. Nothing wrong with going with a friend or a relative, but they need to have the administrative operated operations and legal uh, backup to help you grow your business, all right? Uh, very, very important, number three, a company with few agents. Uh, for experience, that's fine, again, uh, fine, that's, I made a mistake right here. So if you have companies with few agents at the beginning, guys, it's very important. And that's why we try so much. Unfortunately, we have the pandemic, but we're doing this online. Um, and for, the, for those of you who are in South Florida, you guys know we do a live event for our members at least once a month. Used to do it. We can't do it anymore for the pandemic. We'll do it in the future. We used to do two, right? It's, it's being in a culture where people are not only engaging, 
engaging, but have the same goals that you have or very similar, all right? Uh, I've always um, been of the philosophy that you grow relative to the people that you surround yourself with. Yes, I can work, listen, uh, to me, relationships and an environment, it's way more powerful than willpower. I'll say it one more time. Relationship and environment is way more powerful than willpower. If I'm surrounded by people that run, that do exercise, that eat healthy, right? I don't have to do much because just by being with those people all the time, listen, I go to their house, I'm not going to have a cake. I'm not going to have a lot of drinks, right? Uh, I'm not going to go to uh, bed at three in the morning. Those people are, let's wake up tomorrow. Let's ride bike. Let's go swimming. Let's go running. Let's eat healthy. It's so simple, right? They stop after uh, uh, a bike ride and what do they do? They don't have a beer. They have, uh, you know, an uh, energy drink, whatever. So it's very, very, very easy. Now, if I'm surrounded by an environment where people are just smoking and drinking and having a lot of steak and a lot of bacon and, you know, staying up until three in the morning and then laying back while watching TV during the whole day, it's going to be very difficult for me to be in shape or, or to keep myself in shape. So culture environment is way more powerful than willpower. Right, so that's very important right here. So that's what I. That's why I say, if you're a new agent, make sure you develop your with a company that has a lot of agents, and you get close to those agents that align with your vision. All right. So if you're with a small company at the beginning, nothing wrong with a small company. Got it. But if it is a very small company, the likelihood of them having a culture, right, of go-getters, you know growing their business, growing as people, it's not as, as probable as a large company. All right. Very good. So the other three right here, I want to show you, it's no, not negotiating your cap. Guys, pay very close attention to this. It relates to every single agent. One of the most important things in terms of compensation is cap. Cap. I'm going to ask you guys, please type, type, Number one, if you don't know what capping is, tap, what, what do you think? Cap, if you don't know what cap is, please type one. Most agents and many brokers don't know what capping is. And you see, a lot of people don't know. And thank you very much for being honest. All right. Thank you very much for being honest. How many people don't know what a capping is? And I know at least three people said it right here, four people now already. All right. So very, very, very important. Excel, I'll go, I'm going to go back to your question. Look, look at all the people that don't know what capping is. By the way, most people don't know what it is. And it's one of the most important compensation conversations you will ever have with your broker and if you want to go to another company. So pay very close attention. Most people don't know what it is, so let me explain it to you, all right? Most agents are concerned with their split. What's my split? Is that 70-30, 80-20, 90-10, 100%. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing in your compensation plan with your broker is the cap. I'm going to say it one more time. The most important thing is the cap. What is capping? Capping is the most you will pay your broker in a yearly basis. The most. It's not what you're going to pay. It's the most. So some companies, I'm not going to mention any companies, but some companies do have it. And most top agents negotiate caps 
with most companies. And I coach many of the top agents that supposedly work for, with companies with no caps, and they give it to them. By the way, if you're a brand new agent, all right, understand capping. But again, it's, you want to focus on what you learn more than what you earn. Capping. So for example, the cap is $20,000. Use a round number. $20,000. Let's say the split is 80-20. You're going to be at 80-20, 80-20, 80-20, 80-20, you give the company $20,000. After those $20,000, you're going to be at 100%. Got it? I have agents that work with big, big time companies that they can choose whether they are 70, 30, 80, 20, 90, 10. And I have most of those agents are 70, 30. They don't want 80, 20. They don't want 90, 10. They say, I want 70, 30. My cap is $20,000. Once I get there, I know that all of my other transactions are going to be at 100%. They're going to have to give them the $20,000 anyways. Got it? So capping is the most you pay your company in a yearly basis. Got it? Anniversary basis. So if you started August 31st, today with the company, then for the next year, the most you're going to pay is 20000 But what about if you only got, for, for example, you only made $50,000 this year at an 80-20? Well, you only paid $10,000. So it's not what you pay every year. It's the most you pay. So why is this so important? Because if you have a great year, let's say you're at 90-10. No, my company has an amazing split, 90-10. That's good. That's got a good split. But what about if you made this year $350,000? You sold a commercial property, right? What about, and let's say you made in those, and that 300, and you, you made a $350,000 commission this year. 10%, how much is it? $35,000. I'm negotiation, negotiating right now for a specific agent in a company. This person has already paid $83,000 to the company. And she's at 91 Nine, 91.9. So it's nine, it's just, she's paid 83,000. And with the commission coming this month, it's gonna be $42,000 more for the company. That's a lot, a lot of money. So again, you need to protect yourself from the beginning, whether you're a new or experienced agent, when you're talking to your broker about compensation, you need to talk about cap and you need to make sure that you are protected on the upside. Most companies don't have it, you need to talk to your broker. Very, very, very important. You need to know what your upside risk is gonna be. What about if you make half a million dollars in commission this year? Most likely, if you're a new agent, you're not gonna make half a million. But what about if that happens? What about if you sell a multi-million dollar pre-construction at 10%? Because some pre-construction are paying out 10% and you make half a million dollars in commission. You're gonna pay $50,000 on a 90-10? No. You want to protect yourself, all right? So that's very, very, very important for some of you. If you're new, you're listening to this, and that might be not that important, but believe me, when I'm talking to my top agents, that is the most important thing. Split, they can care less, because at the end of the day, they're gonna to get to their cap whether they're at 70, 30, 80, 10, or 90, 10, I mean, 80, 20, or 90, 10. All right. So very important. I think for some of you, this might not be important. To top agents, this is one of the most important conversations, all right? So let's continue right here. Training, very, very important, all right? If the company has its own training, unless it is a multi, uh, multi uh, what is it, multi-state uh, company, uh, be careful, all right? Uh, most companies use our training or, or coaching programs from other coaches, all right? This is what we do in a daily basis. Uh, it needs to come 
from a company that has a proven record. If it is with the training is within the company, most probably that training is being made by somebody who doesn't sell real estate, who used to sell real estate, but was not very productive. And the advice they're giving you is very limited in results. All right. So understand what the training, uh, the training they have. As I said, many have our program, many have other coaches programs, which are very good as well. And finally, the most very, very important thing, or not the most, but very important, the selling culture. If you're a new agent, what's the selling culture in your office? Again, it's not for everybody. Some offices are all about cold calling. Have I said that cold calling doesn't work? That's not what I'm saying, but that's not our philosophy. You can replicate that. You can grow your business at a very high level, cold calling, because you don't have enough time. But some offices are all about cold calling. And if you like cold calling and that's your philosophy, that's a good place for you. But if you're not into cold calling, going to an office where they're all about cold calling is not going to be beneficial for your business. All right. Very good. So I'm going to go to uh, two or three questions that I have right here. And then for specifically for the experience agents, I'm going to touch something very, very important negotiation with your broker. So Jose, I think I answered that question. 82. All right. I think uh, Excel, there is a big difference between expires and cancel in my market. Okay. Yes. Excel, there's a big difference. However, you also want to reach out and treat the cancel listings in your market similar to expires. You want to find out exactly why. All right. So yeah, some people cancel, uh, some listings expire, but you want to reach out to those people. You never know if they have the property for sale, most likely they're open, open uh, to selling. All right. Some already decided, decided not to, but again, as a matter of fact, Excel, you, you, you made a, a very good point. So when you're researching in your MLS, in your local MLS, regardless of where you are in the country, make sure you not only see the expired listings, but also the cancel of the market properties, right? No, you're going to have instead of 18, in the case of Maria, you're going to have instead of 18, you might have 20, 25, because you're going to broaden a little bit your, your search, right? And there is a difference, but again, I want you to communicate to those, uh, to those people. All right. Very, very, very important. All right. Laura says, Laura, who's paying 10%? Uh, Laura, I think you're referring to the commission. Uh, maybe, I don't know if, you, if you're not in South Florida. In South Florida, uh, and this is not common everywhere, but in South Florida, uh, there's a lot of even 100% uh, companies. All right. I do not recommend it for the new agents. If you're an experienced agent and you don't go to the office, you don't communicate with people in your office, you don't have a close relationship with your broker, you don't need a training because you have us here, that might be something that you want to consider, right? Again, there is not a perfect company, but there is a perfect company for you, all right? So I'm gonna go into the last thing right here. Questions, any questions? Uh, I thought that you, yeah, 10%, com yeah, 10 commission, Laura, especially in Orlando. Uh, if you, uh, for some of you, we have a lot of people from Orlando in uh, Miami, not many, not, not agents, not many developers pay it. Uh, but they do, if you've sold seven, eight, 10 properties, and sometimes they have bonuses in different uh, units, they pay 10%. I don't know specifically right here in Miami right now, who's paying that, uh, in Orlando at Lenar sometimes pay that and some other developers pay that. And sometimes they pay more than 10%. All right. Uh, yes, in Orlando. There you go. I see. There you go. That's right. Okay, so we agree on that, right? So depending on the market, and we have people from Austin, from San Diego, New York, New Jersey. A lot of people now from Chicago. Well, Chicago, we have in the 
in, uh, in, the, in the training. We have a lot of people from Houston, right? So depending on the market, they pay different, uh, different uh, uh, percentages. So I'm gonna go back right here to the last thing that I wanted to share with you. If you have any other questions, remember guys, this is the time for you to ask questions. Experienced agent, thinking about- Orlando. Yes, go ahead. This is Jose, how are you doing? How are you, man? Good, good. Hey, quick question, just cause I'm still relatively new and I'm getting through all the modules and everything. And uh, I have a little bit of a confusion on something. Sure. On a lot, of, a lot of your trainings, you say that you don't want the leads yet, right? You don't want the leads until you can, um, you have the marketing skills and you have the specialized knowledge. Yes. Um, but with the Octopus Agent, do we want to start pushing those leads or do, do I wait to finish the modules before I do that? I guess I just need a little bit more guidance on that. Sure, very good. So the Octopus Agent right here, I get, you know, pretty much everybody that is in the training, when you get the real estate black box, all right, you have the training and you also have what? Octopus Agent, which is the website with the content, the email automation, right? And the segmentation for buyers and sellers. So Jose is referring, okay, so do I reach out to those leads? Remember, Octopus, this Octopus Agent won't generate the lead. Jose, what it's going to do, it's going to help you convert those leads because it's going to help you position yourself as the expert of choice because the frequency and consistency the system has. Yeah, got it? Through email marketing. Does that make sense, Jose? Yes. All right. So what happens is lead generation, remember, lead generation has four squares, right? What's number one? Email marketing, which is included right here. But you need to get those leads from an email list. So for some of you, the question to all of you here, do you already have the email list, regardless of where you are in the country, right? Do you have the email list of the people of, of the of the people that live in the area that you're farming? That is critical for you. You need to have the email of the, the owners of the area where you farm. So that's number one, Jose, right? So I need to get those and put them where? Into, into, into the website that uh, the real estate black box has, which we call it the Octopus Agent. Got it? Got it? Jose, do you remember the second way of lead generating? Lead generation? It's what? Social right. media, right? Social media. So the first one, it's email marketing. Second one is social media. And I'm going from the cheapest to the most expensive one. I'm not saying one is better than the other one. I'm saying that I'm going from the cheapest to the most expensive one. So Jose, <laughs> social media right especially facebook lead generation campaigns i'm not talking about posting you and i know that when you post very few people see it and it's always the same people usually your family members and your friends who's the majority are real estate right so social media is not about posting social media is about creating campaigns to get their phone number email and address and the only way to do that is not through instagram it's through facebook you post also on instagram and it's called the lead generation campaign. That's number two. Number three, remember who said the number number three way of generating leads? Uh, online, online lead generation, yeah. all right? Yeah. Oh, and how do we do that? Well, we can do AdWords, which is retargeting, right? Realtors.com, which this is the feedback that I'm getting. I'm not selling you any software, all right? Or selling you any program. I don't know anybody in Realtors.com. But my agents across the nation are telling me that right now, Realtors.com is working better than Zillow. Not only is working better, but it's also cheaper. They're paying about $40 
per lead with Realtors.com and between 60 and 80 with Zillow, depending on the area. All right. So if you're thinking about doing online advertising, right, interview both companies, Zillow and Realtors.com. All right. Realtors.com nationwide, the feedback that I'm getting is working better as of right now. Zillow was working better about a year ago. Last one is what? Offline advertising, open houses, magazines, newspapers, postcards, etc. So Jose, you were asking me about leads. So leads is what you do in those four quadrants, email, social, online, and offline. Once you get those leads, Jose, where do you put them? In Octopus Agent, inside the real estate black box. Got it? So you can start warming up those leads. Now, what do you need to do? You need to go into the system, and if you don't know how to do it, set up a, uh, a um, call with one of our customer service reps, and we will teach you exactly how to go into the system and see who is opening your emails. And what do you do with those people, Jose? You there? You call them. Exactly, you call them. Hey, Jose, how you doing? I noticed that yesterday you opened my email, you know, three mistakes, expired, uh, sellers make when selling their home and how to avoid them and the three things you need to know before selling your home or what to do if you haven't sold your property in the last 90 days. Tell me, Jose, what questions do you have about it? How can I help you? Mm. So here's my point, And I, I don't know if I answer your question. Leads is what you generate for those four quadrants. Octopus is where you put them inside the real estate black box and then you give them a call. If you're already generating those leads, Jose, call them. Are you going to convert most of them, yes or no? No. Of course not, right? And the newer you are, the fewer usually you convert. I'm not talking about you in general, I'm talking about the real estate agent. But I want you to use those leads and that's why I say start with email marketing and social media because they're the cheapest leads. And at the beginning, we are going to lose those leads because we have not developed our communication skills yet. We don't know how to pre-qualify, five things. We don't know how to pre-qualify, how to follow up, how to present, how to handle objections, and how to close. But by talking to those people, we're gonna start forcing ourselves, ourselves to improve our sales skills. Did that answer your question, Jose, yes or no? Yes. Uh, keep going, keep going. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess, I guess my only, um, do I need to, I guess what it is is for these leads, I don't need to finish all of the modules before I, I really start marketing them, to them. No. No, no, no. Okay. I want to, if you are not paying for, if you already have those people, I want you to contact immediately. Contact okay. them immediately. Okay. Again, are you going to lose most of them? Yeah. And that's right. okay. That, exactly. That's okay. What I want you to do, and that's what I say email marketing on Facebook, because they are so inexpensive that they are practice leads. And some of them you'll close. You never know. Got mm -hmm. it? But it doesn't hurt as much. Listen, when you lose a Zillow, lead at $80 per lead, that hurts. Got it? Yeah. A postcard lead is about $120, regardless of where you are in the country. So, because you get so few from postcards, right? So when you lose a lead from a postcard, it really hurts. So I want you to start developing those sales skills. Remember the five sales skills that I just mentioned? Number one, Jose, which one is it? Pre-qualifying. Mm -hmm. Number two is what? Follow-up. And that's what you have the system for. Follow-up. Right, the breakdown usually happens on the follow-up. Number three is what? Presenting in less than five minutes. In 2020, we are going so fast, guys, in this new economy. So, so, so fast. People don't have the time to listen to a 45-minute listing presentation. 
you got to do a five-minute presentation and jump immediately into the what? Objections. Thank you very much. And how many objections are there, Jose? Eight. Only eight? That's it, guys. Yeah. There are only eight objections. We get new agents every week into our program. So for those of you who don't know how many objections are there, relax. There are only eight. I can guarantee you that after 20 years in this business, I can guarantee you there are only eight objections coming from your sellers. You have them there anyways. You have them in our program right here as a member. If you go into the objection handling modules, we divide it into two. One through four, five through eight. That's it. Very good. And then the last one is what, Jose? Remember that one? Uh, close. Close. That's it, five. Pre-qualifying, following up, presenting, handling objections, and closing. That's it. And all we have to do is become better, 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 and better at it. By the way, by the way, let me show you this right here. Uh, oops. There we go. This is, you know, this is some of the top producers nationwide. This is one of them, Nancy Bachelor. And, uh, and people are surprised when we were doing, we we're not doing seminars right now, of course, because of the situation, but she would keep, you know, coach Nancy for, for a long time. And she would go to my class and people said, wow, man, look who's there, Nancy Bachelor. Nancy Bachelor has been in the business for a long time. She closes over 90 transaction per, transactions per year, all of them over $800,000. Go to nancybachelor.com and see the type of listings and how many listings she has. I mean, she's high, 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 high level, uh, high-end clients in Miami Beach, very expensive houses, not even condominiums, houses. Still, she's what she's polishing, she's polishing, polishing, polishing her skills, right? And she loses, she goes to a presentation, she doesn't get the client, like many top producers, all right? She doesn't get the client, she calls the client. What could have done better, right? Why do you go with the other person in a very nice way? By the way, last thing I, I wanna say about that, uh, Jose and the leads. If you are a top agent, your conversion, meaning from presentation to getting the listing, is about 50%, guys. So, Nancy, Riley Smith, number one agent in Miami, number one agent in terms of transactions closed. And I highly recommend for those of you who are new, go to the Miami Real Estate Show. Watch that here. Let me tell you guys, go here. I'm going to show you this and I'm going to ask you to watch this, uh, this shows. Watch Miami, uh, Nancy Bachelor, right? Riley Smith and Nivaldo right here, right here. Uh, Watch the ones that you want uh, right here. All of them are very, very good anyways. So I'm gonna put right here, uh, subscribe to that channel right here in the chat. I put it, I put it right there. Subscribe to that channel uh, and watch the interviews completely free guys. Uh, you're gonna see that listen to agents doing 300, 500, 800 transactions a year. You're gonna see agents that went from zero to 30, 40 listings in less than 18 months. Right? What what they were what were the uh, what they did from new agents to 30, 35 transact, uh, listings per year? You're gonna see it there, right? So again, the the, the reason I want to say that how Jose says, do I start calling the leads? Yeah, and and don't have high expectations. All right. Again, it's practice. Top agents in the country, top agents in the country have a closing ratio, conversion rate of about fifty percent. If you say, no, 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 my conversion rate is great. And that's one of the uh, mistakes, you know, uh, agents have that have not much uh, production. It's, no, no, my problem is lead generation. When you sit me with somebody, I close them. 
That's not true. Top agents, right? You see them with 10 people, they close about five. Why? Because you're people that assume that they're closing most people is because they're only talking to people that were referred to them by a very close person, family members or friends. But when you start talking to people that you don't know, leads, that you, leads, call leads, your conversion goes down to about 50%. That is if you're good, right? So very, very, very good. So let me finish this right here before I answer those questions because I have a couple of things that I wanted to share with you about the experienced agents, switching company, listing commission. So negotiating very quick. I'm gonna go through this very quick. I need you to make sure listing commissions that if you are with a broker or think, uh, thinking about switching a broker, you need to make sure that you have 100%, 100% discretion about this percentage you are willing to charge your clients. Remember, one of the most powerful techniques we teach right here in coaching, and many brokers don't like that, and some agents surprisingly don't like that is reducing their commission. They truly, truly get offended. Orlando, I'm not going to lower my commission. That would be crazy. Hey, it is a marketing strategy. Like Red Bull, the biggest energy drink in the world, when they go to a campus, what do they do? Give away for free, for free, their drink. And they can say, I'm not gonna give away my, away my, my drink for free. I'm the number one uh, energy drink in the world. So you wanna do that, all right? So make sure you can negotiate, you can charge whatever you want to your clients because that's one of the most important lead generation strategies, all right? Very, very, very important. You wanna get more listings, at the beginning as a promotion. I'm not asking you to become a discount agent. I'm asking you to give promotions, five, six, $7,000 credit at closing. is the easiest and fastest way to get a listing. That listing is gonna give you 24 seven free marketing. It's gonna tell people that somebody already entrusted you with their property. It's gonna give you presence in the area. It's gonna allow you to do more open houses. So at the beginning, it's not about the commission. At the beginning, it's all about presence in your market. Very, very, I'd rather you have 10 listings at a 50, at a one and a half percent than one listing at 3%. Got it? Because of the free marketing, you're going to generate way, way many more leads with many listings. All right. And you're going to have free advertising. Think about that. Right. So let's continue right here. So ability to negotiate whatever percentage you want to your clients, charge to your clients. Number two, listing cancellations. If you move, very, very important, some, not all, but some brokers will reduce your commission that you're split to 50-50 if you decide to move. Not all of them, some of them, just ask, make sure, make sure, because if you ever decide, by the way, when I coach brokers, I always tell them, it's not about if the agent is going to leave, it's about when. Eventually, you will leave your, the current company where you're, where you're in. I'm not saying anything bad about any company, I'm not even mentioning one, but it happens. We all change companies, all right? Number three, pending sell policy. If they move, 50%, all right? Again, Lauren, there's a big difference between listing cancellation. Can you cancel your listing and take it with you? And number two, pending sell. If you have a pending sell and you leave, they will lower your split to 50-50. Some companies, just ask, just ask. You gotta be informed. CAP, very important, already mentioned that. I don't have much time to go over CAP anymore, but I think this is the most important thing. What's, what's the most? You will pay a company, all right, in a year. And finally, ability to grow a team and compensate them accordingly. Very, very, 
very important, all right? So if you want to develop a team, remember what I always say, real estate agents have two things if they wanna grow. Number one, they need to what? To increase their sales. And number two, they need to what? Increase the number of agents in their team. That's the only way you can make more money, all right? So it's already 11, I went a little bit fast through that. Uh, so right here, let's see if I have any other question. Laura says, who's paying? I thought, okay, perfect, 10%. Laura, how do we get the email list? So if you want the email list, email us at info at montierorganization.com, info at montierorganization.com, and one of my team members will send you the two or three different companies we work with. They're companies, companies nationwide. So regardless of where you are in the country, uh, they will get you the emails, phone number, and name of the owners in your area. It is very important. It's very inexpensive. But that's why I put email marketing first. Very inexpensive, and you need to have it. You need to have enough frequency and consistency. You need to position yourself as the expert of choice with your clients. And the easiest and fastest way to do that and cheapest way is through email marketing, all right? Very, very good. So if you're interested on the email list in your area, regardless of where you are in the country, just email us at info, info at Montiel Organization, info, info at Montiel Organization.com. And just write email list, all right? And my team will handle that. And finally, Edsel says, I love the five-minute presentations. It's critical. It's critical. We want to go into the objections ASAP. We as humans, we don't have the attention span anymore to listen to somebody for 45 minutes and how wonderful they are and how wonderful uh, their company is and their story. Nobody cares about our story, guys. All right? They care about how we can help them. Right? So with that, I leave you today. Please make sure you use the forum. All right, and for those of you who, all, who are bilingual, who speak Spanish, remember my brother on Thursdays at 12.30 does exactly the same thing, but in Spanish, of course, if you wanna listen you know, to, uh, to two live sessions a week. If not, you have the forum, you have the model, modules. Our job, our commitment is to help you grow your real estate business. The only way we can do that is by you asking questions and we answering those questions. And you know that we answer those questions usually within 48 hours, most of the time within 24, all right? Thank you very much to all of you who have at 11 a.m. right now. Big hugs to everyone. As I said, we're here to help you grow your business. Let us know exactly what's your number one challenge. We will help you overcome that challenge. Take care, guys. Until next week, have a very, very productive week, and I'll see you in the forum. I'll see you in the platform. Take care. Big hugs to everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.